Yo, what's going on, guys? This is Two. This is Cal. Welcome to Word to the Blurred, baby. We back! Word to the Blurred with Two and Cal. What's going on, guys? Thank you for joining us on another episode. Welcome back. Thank you for letting us in your homes, in your ears. We appreciate it. <laughs> it is Batman E, dog. It is. It's literally Batman E. Here we are recording on a, on a Thursday. People are already seeing the movie. I kind of have to get off social media. Because I, 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 I've, I've, people have been talking about some things. I'm like, oh, God, God, God. Like, literally, um, uh, I was literally watching other reviews, and I left the TV running to set up the, the Zoom in here. And then I heard Boba Talks come on. He started talking about spoilers, and I literally ran out the room. Yeah, I need you off, to do that. Turn off I the TV, and, and I kind of heard something. But it, it doesn't spoil the movie. It's kind of already something that I heard within the movie. So that didn't spoil it at all, but I kind of had to run because I was like, "Oh, I don't want him to say something that I don't know about." Fuck. Yeah, he's he's putting out a lot of shit now, so I kind of can't wait to watch. Yeah, just just go back to watch. Yeah, because Coy Jonjo, another uh, guy that we follow, he's gonna do like a whole breakdown thing. A lot of so I'm excited now. I'm just after the movie, I'm really just gonna go home, lay in bed, and just. YouTube it. <laughs> That's literally what I'm going to yeah, do. But. I had the one in my mouth ready. Yeah, but I, there are some fantastic things that people are saying about this movie. And I kind of want to go through some um, some first reactions, if if we could do that. And then we'll kind of, you know, take it back a little bit. You know what I mean? We'll kind of go over the previous Batman movies, if you will. And then, um, yeah, we'll um, we'll go from there. But I'm looking for these first reactions on my phone. I literally just fucking had them too, which is the frustrating part. And of course, when you need them, they're nowhere to be found. Man, did they take him down? Come on now, it's WB. No, but the thing is that they posted this on the official Instagram, and I'm on the official Instagram, and I can't fucking find it. They literally had this whole thing where you could scroll through it, but let me see if I can find it. But basically, a lot of people are saying that this is not just a great comic book movie, but just a great film in general, and that it could be one of the best Batman movies, if not the best Batman movie ever. Some people are saying it could be better than The Dark Knight. My friends saw it, I think yesterday and he was saying that um it's uh uh he thinks it's better than the dark knight whoa yeah so that some people are saying that uh it's definitely up there damn as i look at the the batman pop doll i have Yeah, but man, I'm just I'm ready for this movie. I got the my hoodie set up. I got my shirt packed. I'm ready. Yeah, I don't have any. Um, any yeah, you, uh, fucking, you fucking up big time, my boy. <laughs> I don't know. I just I don't know. I didn't want to buy because I, I have a shirt, but I I wasn't like I don't know. I wasn't trying to like buy it. I don't know if that makes sense. I get it. That's why I went to Old Navy and bought mine. They had a shit ton of stuff. 
not a shit ton of stuff, but just a nice little Batman shirt. Oh, big shout out to my sister Jasmine. She got me this Batman hoodie that I'm going to rock the night of. So it's going to be all Batman out, baby. Mm, pictures to come. Are you going to break out the world's greatest detective hat that you wear? No, no, no. We not <laughs> Or have we, have we retired that? I can't fit those hats anymore. Oh, with the hair. Yeah, I forgot. Wait, so, so it's not that you retired. It's just that you can't fit it at the moment. Is that is that Pretty what Pretty much. Is? Like that Frank Miller Batman joint I got, I'd yeah. definitely be rocking that if I could. That's funny. Because <laughs> I remember you used to get a lot of shit for that Batman hat. It's the world's greatest detective. Yeah, niggas would look at me like, yo, what's what's wrong with you? Like, don't. You, you can't be coming out with us rocking that uh, Batman hat, bro. You, got, you have to go change. You barely let me get away with the Frank Miller one. At least that one was kind of tough if you rocked the if you rocked the right shit with it. I don't remember the Frank Miller one. What is? It's a, it's at the house somewhere. Hmm. Okay. But no, yeah, Just I don't remember that. Try to put them shits on. <laughs> Yeah, let's 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 uh take it back a little bit though. Let's talk about some previous Batman movies. And I think Tucson, you're gonna start us off with uh the first three, Batman and then uh Batman. Well, we got you know, we gotta we gotta go all the way back to the bright night. The nineteen sixty six Batman. Okay, we gotta take it back to my man Adam West. May he rest in peace. Rest in peace to a great you know, that movie is, that was probably one of the first interactions I had with Batman. Actually, my first movie was Batman Returns. So, you know, that that movie will always hold a special place in my heart. Mm. Dad said he took me, Raheem, Makeda, and I think Nia to go see it. Okay. So that, that holds a special, special place in my heart. But the 1966 movie... That was one of the first um, VHSs I got next to Batman 89, which was the second movie that I, you know, I got put onto as a kid. Um, That movie, it just, it personifies the 60s, man. You got the music in there. You got the colorful sound, you know, colorful uh, experiences and the bang, zoom, you know, all the... Where the fuck was I? When what? Because you said you saw it with... With Raheem and who else again? Raheem, when Batman, Batman Returns. Oh, he wasn't because you were talking wasn't. about the the Adam West movie. Because I was like, did you watch that on tape? Something now, okay. Can't oh, oh, that. yeah, yeah, no, no, no. And then I talked about how Batman Returns is a special movie to me, also, because that was pretty much the first movie I ever saw in life. Do you remember <laughs> what, when that movie came out? I think it was like ninety two. Okay. So that I think Raheem because it came out in the summer. Okay. Not that I can remember that far back. I just know that it came out in July. <laughs> okay. Um but what what I like about the Adam West movie and even Adam West as a Batman is that he was so he was so brilliant. He was he was a detective. You know, it was a zany detective, but he was a detective nonetheless. And, you know, as an actor, given what he had, he did a damn good job with it. You know, one of my favorite episodes is the one with him and uh, Green Hornet, Valiant Williams, and Bruce Lee. 
Yeah, what what like do a, you think? A two-parter? Yeah, it's called a piece of the action. And then Kevin Smith ended up um, writing like a, a a sequel to that episode, but making it in comic book form. So that's, that's actually a good read. I actually have it on comicology. Okay. No, yeah, just from what I remember of it, it's just like it really just embraced the era that it was in and it didn't take itself too seriously. It had fun. You know what I mean? It was very 60s. It was at that time everything was colorful and free love and shit like that. You know what I mean? It was just, it was just the, I feel like every type of era has a, has a particular Batman. You know what I mean? And yeah. Adam West really suit that, um, that era very well. I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but you know, it's, it's a, it's a place in history. It's kind of cool to go back and look at it and, you know, kind of juxtapose what we have then as opposed to what we have now. You know what I mean? So I think it's uh, Batman, again, he's a character who really stands the test of time and benefits from different interpretations, you know, and if you go back and look at these different interpretations, each one is very unique to their own. So and Adam West just, you know, that version just like suit really suits that time and um, you know, history. Then we got Batman eighty nine, which is Michael Keaton, aka Vulture, aka Birdman, aka the the owner of OCP. Yeah. AKA Keaton gives beatings. Um that movie First off, the soundtrack to that movie is great. Keaton has a Batman, even though, you know, he, I was watching an interview where he can, where he talked about how he took for his two movies, he felt like the villains were larger than life and kind of overshadowed him. Yeah. You know, because when you look back at those movies, yeah, Batman, it's Batman, but it mostly kind of focuses on the villains, especially the first one. You see more Jack Nicholson than you do Michael Keaton. Could I low-key say, though, I feel like low-key in Batman movies that the villain kind of always takes center stage because, oh, excuse me, Batman has one of the best rogues gallery, if not the best rogues gallery, I feel like, of any superhero. So, and I feel like it's, the villains are always just so, have so much depth and they're just always, they're just very complex. So I kind of just feel like low-key and most if not every batman movie you know it takes uh center stage i mean i agree with you but i mean i feel like especially for that night 89 one, you could have focused a bit more on keaton and especially his batman i don't know if it's because of the suit being the way it was you know hard for you to turn your head yeah uh could be hot as shit um but overall, it, it was a solid movie. And, I mean, you had the most badass Batmobile ever mm. in that in those two movies. You know, like, in my opinion, that is my favorite Batmobile. When I think of the Batmobile, I think of the Keaton Batmobile. You know, and then you're going to go into part two with Returns. And Returns was just epic. Mm. So in my opinion, the suit got an upgrade. You know, yeah. everything seemed to be just a little bit more streamlined. Like I said, with the suit, because with the first one, it was just, you could tell it was just like a a rubber suit. I'm not saying that any other Batman film, you can't tell it's a rubber suit, but it's just, They're I don't know. It's all rubber big, suits. <laughs> yeah. It's just a big difference um, 
between just the the production quality in terms of the suit the suit the second suit had a bit more it just looked more armored mm. whereas the one the the one before just looked you know like a regular human you know just with the decoration you know yeah i do <laughs> i do i do like batman returns more and i do enjoy um that movie more i'd say than the first one but I, that that's also because of my feelings towards catwoman in that movie hey, I, feel like, I feel like that's a very sexed up movie like everyone was horny in that movie catwoman was horny the penguin was horny <laughs> like batman was horny or he was fighting his horny emotions that was just i feel like batman returns is the horniest batman movie ever Oh, nothing will be as crazy as when Batman bitch smacked the shit out of Catwoman off the roof after she gut punched him. <laughs> yeah, because she stuck her nail into like his abdomen or something. He was like, because she was kind of playing with some rubbing on his chest. She, you kind of started to smile. Oh, you kind of like, yeah, get me now. Yeah, and then she was like, "Gotcha, bitch!" And he's like, "I ah, smacked her off the roof and shit." Wow, <laughs> she just flew. I was like, "God, Batman, damn." <laughs> Yeah, Batman. Batman was not with the shit. <laughs> that was crazy. And then I ended up checking out um, Batman Forever, which was one of my favorite ones, even growing up as a kid. Um, I, I like think, the suit. I feel for like it. Batman Forever is misunderstood, man. Oh yeah, and then it, you know it added. It had a little dark darkness in there you know from the burton series and then you had a little bit of this you mixed in a little bit of the 66 you know and i didn't even mind chris o'donnell as robin in that movie it's the next one where we have the problem i want to i kind of want to talk a little bit about batman forever because they have they have like some unshown scenes and stuff like that too yeah apparently um there's like maybe like 45 minutes somewhere kind of kind of left on the floor that was i was i heard about not i heard about but it's kind of like like it it doesn't change the movie but from what i was watching this youtube video and this guy um he was talking about how um the intro how this movie was kind of about like an introspective on bruce wayne and how he was almost kind of looking to like give up Batman and like how Batman was kind of taking him over. It was actually a very interesting YouTube video and it talked about this, how like Batman Forever was a lot about the psychology of Bruce Wayne and sort of like in a sense his, his disconnect and how um, and how you have Riddler come in who was kind of jealous of Bruce and wanted to you know kind of emulate Bruce as he started to become more successful and the YouTube, the guy was talking, I wish I remember his name, I keep calling him YouTube guy, but the guy was kind of talking about how this uh how edward nigma wanted to be something that wasn't real because this was an act put on by by bruce that's not really bruce that's just you know the playboy billionaire persona that he made up he's talking about how you know edward was just trying to be this thing that isn't real that's you know that doesn't exist and you know he's he's trying to be like bruce again i keep repeating myself but that's that's not real and it was just a very interesting kind of take on it and it kind of made me see things a different way towards that movie where I kind of want to um, definitely kind of want to watch it again, but very you should, interesting. I, you say that I could, you can kind of see it when you bring Dr. Chase Meridian, who's the psychologist and 
you know, you see how Bruce is having these dreams and yeah, when he when he gives it up, he's like, well, you know, Batman is no more. I'm give you know, I'm def- dedicating my life to protecting the faceless and the innocent. No, it, I, honestly, it, exactly. And I, I, I'm gonna send you the video because I actually think you'll you'll like it. And it talks about Joe Schumacher and how he was actually a Batman fan and how he had, you know, he had the best intentions of making his two Batman movies. And um, how you know they kind of, he wanted something a little more poppy, a little more colorful, and they talked about the production design and, and the world of Gotham that he was creating, and it's just because because it, it, when you kind of look back at the production design was a lot, you know what I mean? They they really a lot really went into that movie, and how he had like Oscar winning people working on this movie, like he he really took it seriously, and it kind of the video kind of starts off with them talking about how Tim Burton kind of like was kind of like not pushed out but it was kind of just like they kind of wanted to move on from him because i think um they show this interview with tim burton talking about um um how he went to warner brothers to talk about you know a possible third batman movie and they were kind of like well tim don't you want to do like another movie you know like maybe you know just put give batman a rest and he was like wait do you guys want me to do another batman movie and so he kind of um uh, was, you know, he kind of not uncere- unceremoniously fired, but, you know, he kind of like phased out a bit with the Batman franchise. Then in came Schumacher, who was a little more poppy, a little more colorful, a fantastic filmmaker, but he, you know, he didn't, he wasn't Tim Burton. And, um, damn, where was I going with that? But, um, yeah, no, because a lot of the, there was a lot of backlash from Batman Returns. They felt it was too sexual, too violent. And they're making all these kids' toys and, like, because there was a, a pretty big uproar about it. So Warner Brothers wanting to sell action figures wanted a more, uh, I guess, approachable <laughs> Batman and more, you know, um, something that was more digestible than what the Burton films were. So in comes Joel Schumacher um, to direct Batman Forever. And uh, apparently, just a little more insight into Val Kilmer's time as Batman. He, he kind of hated it. <laughs> like he, um, uh, there's this fantastic documentary. It's called Val. It's on Hulu, and it's about Val Kilmer, from you know, uh, literally from him being born to like one of his uh, brothers dying in an accident to him going to drama school in New York to wanting to be a theater actor, but then he ended up doing movies, and then he talks about pretty much the majority of his films and he talks about his time with Batman forever. And he was just saying how it was like one of the loneliest experiences ever. Cause he was saying, it seemed like everyone was having fun with their characters, but him, cause he was just saying like the suit was just so tight and just so uncomfortable. You couldn't move or anything. And he was saying people would just pretty much prop him up against walls when they weren't shooting. And he was saying, um, there weren't really any nose holes in his cow. So, he was breathing through his mouth and he would talk about just constantly hyperventilating when he was shooting the film. So he was saying how, how miserable it kind of was for him. And he was saying, you know, it was kind of just a lonely experience shooting Batman forever, but it's, it's kind of interesting to, to read that. You know? Damn. But I do, I do want to rewatch uh, Batman forever after watching that documentary, kind of give a little insight into more of the psychology of, of this kind of Bruce Wayne and, you know how he was feeling you know what i mean because it, it was it was very interesting 
what he was saying. And again, I, I, I'll definitely send it to you because I think you should watch it. But yeah, I kind of, I don't think Batman Forever is a terrible movie. I think it gets a bad rap. Of course, it really it was, does. It was it's a little more campy and a little more poppy, but I think, I think again, it, it represents a time in history, you know what I mean? So, but it's definitely better than that other movie. <laughs> Word, way better. You want to talk about the other movie? <laughs> I mean, I kind of skipped it on purpose. Like, my my raw... I, I watch that movie when I'm bored and I feel like hating on something. You watch Because like, even that movie, sometimes, it, it when you watch it, it has potential. Yeah. And then you just watch it squandered when fucking Mr. Freeze walks in the room in that, or when George... Hi, Freeze. Chill. Chill. <laughs> what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. <laughs> chill. Everybody chill. <laughs> uh, but you know what? What else? That movie was also kind of horny, too. <laughs> like, as uh, Uma Therma as Pamela Isley. Oh, my God. And then you also had Vivica A. Fox. And I think because uh, she played one of Mr. Freeze's, like, ladies or whatever. Main things that, that is main, main thing. <laughs> and then Batman and Robin are fighting over Pamela Isley, and then that big introduction scene where she comes out of the gorilla suit. Oh, that as a young kid, I was like, Oh my god, like I, that was everything to me. And then you grow up and you notice she really doesn't have a butt. <laughs> I don't know, I, th- I think. I could I could watch both those movies. I could watch Returns and Batman and Robin just for Catwoman and Pamela Isley, and I and I'll, I'll still revert back to being a child and just being like, I love you. <laughs> like, I can show you what love is. <laughs> you don't need the bat. You come and get it from me. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> Well, but I remember at that time, I was pretty excited for that movie because the toys were looking cool. Yeah, it had I, great I had, toys. I had a Batman toy. I had a Robin toy. Even though technically he looked like Nightwing or Red Robin, you know what I mean? He's technically looked, yeah. looked technically like that was the first live action Nightwing low key. <laughs> so, no, nah, that's a whole fact. I will say their toy line was, was on point. I had Mr. Freeze as well, now that I'm remembering. And you remember there's this kid we grew up with named Frederick who literally had he had the what? Um, yeah. He had a miniature Batmobile. Like, you know, they used to make like those little kid cars and things like that. Well, this dude had the Batmobile. It was like motorized and shit like that. And I just remember me and you being so jealous just to see him ride around and drive off in like, that oh, shit. Man. He was like... So jealous. Bro, what? I'm here for that. Yeah. It was, it, was, it was a beautiful little toy he had. Bro. What? That was one of the dopest toys anybody ever had. Did I? That was my first time I ever thought about carjacking somebody out of office uh, before I played GTA. <laughs> like... Batmobile check full, right? No, did they did they make a motorcycle one like the Dick Grayson's motorcycle? I don't think so. 
don't know why Not I thought they did. They might have. We just didn't see it. All right. All right. But yeah, that, that movie almost killed the franchise. Well, that I mean, movie did. Yeah, no, it, uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta correct yourself there. It definitely did kill the franchise because Batman was literally put on ice for like what well over ten years. It wasn't until all puns intended. Yeah, was because that movie came out what nineteen ninety ninety eight ninety seven something around no, there. Yeah, like ninety seven ninety eight. Yeah, definitely put on ice, and it wasn't until. 2005 that we got, you know, the movie that is Batman Begins. And that 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 really changed the game because that you have this filmmaker who's on indie films and Christopher Nolan. Uh, his first film was Memento, and then he did um he was coming off this movie called um Damn, it's with Al Pacino and Robin Williams. It's a crime movie. What is it called? Oh my, Insomnia. It's called Insomnia. It takes place in Alaska where I think there's like 24 hours of daytime and this cop just moves there to solve a murder. So he's dealing with the insomnia of not being able to sleep because it's 24 hours of sunlight while also trying to track down this killer. And um, yeah. It, that was John. Yeah, and from there, um, you know, they, they took a chance in Christopher Nolan and he just literally reinvented you know the whole Batman franchise, and he gave us three three solid films. You know, I'm not the biggest fan of Dark Knight Rises, but he gave us and three. Dark Knight Rises is like I get solid at Batman that. movies. But I really, I really enjoy two point five. The two that I enjoy the most, of course, are Begins and Dark Knight, and I like Begins because of its world building. I really think they did a good job of because, like I said, I'm into production design, so. They really built a lot of those sets. Um, they built, uh, that's another thing. A lot of Batman movies were filmed in sound stages in England and London. Warner Brothers has studios like outside of England. I mean, sorry, outside of London. And um, there's this hangar that's called um, Cardington. Um, it, it used to be used to build war planes, but now they kind of transformed it into a movie studio. And you could literally build like I kid you not like a whole fucking village in there. So they pretty much built a good good chunks of like the narrows kind of scenes and stuff. They pretty much yeah. built a lot of those sets and things like that on that soundstage. And you, just just the look of it, just like I think he did a really good job of creating his own Gotham and really constructing his own world. And I feel like we kind of lost a bit of that as the sequels came along because when you watch The Dark Knight, great fucking film, amazing Batman movie, you're just like. That's Chicago. Oh, yeah, that's Chicago. I know that place. And then you watch The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, that's Pittsburgh. I think that's Chicago. Oh, yeah, that's definitely New York. You know, because I enjoy movies that, especially when you get into, like, fictional things and, like, comic book things that really build out their own world and their own cities. And he did such a good job with that, with Batman Begins. And the music was fantastic. The theme, everything. It was just, it was a great movie. Kind of just took Batman and say, what would it be like if Batman kind of lived in our world and things were more practical and it was a little more, you know, tech and science-based and could this, you know, could we apply this in reality? You know what I mean? So really good job with that movie. Yeah. And just the ending. I love the ending too. And it's like, you know, and they talk about escalation and you see the Joker card. I never got a chance to thank you. I was just about to say that line. 
and you never will. Well, he's like, you never have to. Or something, he's like, I never got a chance to thank you. And you'll never have to. <laughs> and then he just jumps off the, oh, God. I've, I've rewatched the ending to Batman Begins so many times. Just from that whole scene where he, he shows up, he knocks on the, uh, the bat signal. He's like, nice. <laughs> I just, well, I, I didn't have any mob bosses. <laughs> Are we about to monologue right now, bro? He's like, he's like, it'll do. Oh shit! And then he talks about escalation. What did you say about escalation? He's like, he's like, we wear Kevlar. They buy armor-piercing rounds. And he's like, you're wearing a mask. And you jumping you have a rooftops. mask. Jumping yeah. off rooftops. And he's like, take this guy. I'm, you know, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> I'm really about to go in. Charismatic, like you. Leaves a calling card, and then enter the Joker, which brings us to the Dark Knight. Another great soundtrack. Can, we, can I just say shout out to Hans Zimmer, who was like literally the composer of just so many fantastic superhero movies and just has given us so many great superhero oh, themes. Thanks. Shout out to Hans Zimmer. Thank you for your work. You're a fucking treasure. I love you. I have so much of your music on my phone. We love you, Hans Zimmer. Yeah, Hans, Hans is the man. But the dark, yeah, start off with the Dark Knight. That's that's kind of like the movie that everyone just loves. That's just like the gold fucking standard. You know what I mean? Like I remember yeah, when that movie came out, everyone was like, "This is it. This it, it changed the game. It changed what comic book movies can be, or what or what movies you know should be." You know what I mean? For Nolan looking at cats like, "Step your game up, niggas. Step your game up." No, literally, because it, it, it's a challenge, you know what I mean? And you can kind of tell as, like, things go on and then people start, like, you know, kind of emulating certain movies a certain way. And The Dark Knight is now one of those movies because everyone's like, oh, now, you know, it's a little bit Dark Knight meets this and that. And just a fantastic movie. And, like, I remember I said earlier about, like, really, like, the villain steal the show. That's the Joker's movie. It really is. It really is the Joker's movie. Nah, Heath Ledger did the damn thing on it. He really did. Uh, shout out to Heath Ledger. Rest in peace. A fucking legend. An amazing talent. And you know what was funny? I, I always share this story, but I, I saw him once when um, it was a little bit after he got cast because he lived, he lived in Brooklyn and he lived a couple blocks away from my school. And I remember... He went to the same deli as me and me and my friends went to the deli and he always like rode around the neighborhood in a skateboard and he comes into the deli. He was wearing like a purple beanie, like sunglasses and shit. I was like, oh my God, it's a fucking Joker, it's a fucking Joker. And they haven't even filmed anything, but you know how I am about movies. I know when people are cast and shit. So like, you know, it wasn't like, it was just like, nothing's been shot. He just got cast. I just wanted to say so bad, like, yo man, I can't wait for you to be the Joker. And he was like right next to me and like, he let me, like we were both online together, and he like let me pay for my sandwich first. You know what I mean? It was just like, I just I, I wish I said something. That's just like one of those moments, man, where you just gotta let them know that they're great and shit like that. But I always share that story because like, I was like, I was, I'm I, like, I didn't meet him, but you know, like, we were in the same kind of vicinity and shit like that. It was just, it was just really cool to be like, because that never happens. Like, can you just follow things and you follow movies and you're like, oh my god. You're playing the fucking Joker, like. 
I just I wish I said something. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember I think he I think he died in January. I think it was like yeah. a couple of days after my birthday or a week after my birthday or something like that. Yeah, that that was sad. I remember that. That was crazy. Fantastic actor, great talent too, man. Amazing actor. Yeah. And just like and everyone thinks like it was the role that killed him, but it really wasn't like it really wasn't that like like people many people close to production have stated that Heath was a, a great guy. He wasn't on drugs. He in between takes, he was out of character, he was having a good time, and he loved what he was doing with the role. And he actually was even having discussions with Chris about coming back for a third one and continuing. You know, because I believe that was the plan was to have him come back in in a third film. But you know, uh, of course, what had happened to him is that I think what really happened is that he had was dealing with pneumonia, and he was just you know I think just trying to use a bunch of pills to to treat it, and just uh, I believe it was a lethal combination of pills to treat pneumonia that ended up killing him, unfortunately. So, yeah, but. Yeah, not to get on a somber note, but yeah, great performance. Fantastic movie. Even just like the ending is so fucking poetic. Like Batman taking the fall for a murder that he didn't commit just so his city can learn to thrive and really just have true peace, you know? That talk about, you know, really loving your home and being like the the guardian of your of your your city's soul. You know what I mean? He's the ultimate hometown son, like like real talk, and like. But yeah, it's it's just like really poetic. Yeah. Don't worry, Gordon. I'll take the L for this. Where it's like, I killed those people. Oh. And just that's such a quotable movie. I low key remember when that movie came out. I learned so many of the Joker lines, bro. I could, I even to this day, I can still do monologues and shit like some of his scenes. You know how I got these scars? I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna do it. But like, I just you niggas trying to sound side of me. Word. <laughs> oh shit! It's all in oh, my head God. right now. Yeah. Oh why? Oh shit! Let's put. And then you got the thing, and then there'd be like a buzz in the background. Yeah, with that score by Hans Zimmer. I think uh, what, what would I think it's like a string he's using in that, right? Something. It's, I think it's something. It's like, sure. I'm very curious. I feel like it's some oh. type of string. Serious. Um, and then we got to get to the weakest one out of the three, bro. Yeah, you you can talk a little bit about the Dark Knight Rises. I dislike that movie with a passion. I it's don't. Not the I don't hate it. It's just like. It's just there, and it's kind of a shame because it's it's a weak ending, you know. Yeah, it was like it's like come on, you could have you could have ended off stronger. Yeah, and I low key think I don't think no one wanted to do that movie, because remember from from Dark Knight from the Dark Knight to the Dark Knight Rises, we went from two thousand eight to two thousand twelve, so that's like four years. So two thousand eight, nine, ten. Four, four or five years between films from The Dark Knight to, because I, I think uh, Nolan was kind of taking it movie by movie. Like, he, you know, he wasn't, of course he left hints for sequels, but he wasn't like, 
here's my three film plan. You know, he had ideas for things. And um, yeah, I, I don't think he wanted to do it because I think, I really do think the plan was to have Heath come back and have it be a third film with Heath. But unfortunately, you know, obviously when he passed, things changed. And I guess, I guess that time it took to get from The Dark Knight to The Dark Knight Rises wasn't like, him writing and it was just like you know i think warner brothers was trying to negotiate trying to get him to come back for this one but yeah i think i think bane was an interesting choice i kind of remember it was like oh christopher nolan doing bane because bane felt a little bit more on the fantastical side given his origins like injecting the serum or the venom into his veins and he gets bigger and stronger and things like that so it's kind of like how is he going to do bane but interesting it was. It was. Nah, I didn't even. I didn't mind how he did it. I just feel like the story was just blah. Yeah, there, there were some things that I. I mean, not some things. There were definitely some things. I. I there. <laughs> there are parts I don't like. I'm not a big fan of like if I feel like if you were going to bring back the whole. Ooh, excuse me. The whole League of Shadows part. I feel like do it properly. It kind of just became a thing towards the end. It's like, oh, I'm Taya Al Ghul. I'm here to exact revenge. Even though, like, you can kind of broadcast it and see it from a mile away that, oh, okay, this is fucking Taya Al Ghul's kind of just like, hi, here's what, who I am. Like, I, I think if you were going to have Taya Al Ghul have her be the, the only villain, you know, but then also, which was also kind of annoying because Bane went from a main villain to a henchman real quick. Rather quickly. Yeah. And then you, you kill him super quickly, too. So that, that also kind of disappointed me. It was just like, oh, like, really? Oh, oh, really? It was an epic showdown like you thought it was going to be. Exactly. It was just like Catwoman blasted him with the, with the bat cycle. So I was like, oh, all right. Well. I know you said you hate guns, but I'm just like, come on. Yeah, that. Uh, so, uh, Anne Hathaway's Catwoman wasn't bad. I, had, I really don't have any problems with her. No, nah, she wasn't a bad Catwoman at all. Like no, I yeah, said, she wasn't. It was a story for me. Yeah. I also kind of wonder, how did he get back into Gotham? Like, they couldn't show that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because when you think about it, and they, the whole thing was just like, oh, if anyone sneaks through on this bridge or does this and that, the city blows up, but then somehow Bruce gets in. It would have it been nice to see how he got in. He swam. It was frozen, remember? It was winter. It's my story. Let me tell it. Yeah, but Dark Knight Rises, meh. Meh. But do you want to talk briefly about Mr. Affleck? Affleck. Oh, man. He's probably one of my favorite Batman. Yeah. If not favorite. You know, I can't speak on Robert Pattinson just yet. But I feel like... Excuse me, guys. I feel that Ben Affleck was probably the best Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. and a pretty good Batman. I feel like we didn't get as much with him as Batman as I might have wanted. I really would have I would have done whatever to see what that Ben Affleck Batman movie would have been like. Yeah, apparently it was supposed to be kind of set in Arkham Asylum. Like the 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 rumors I hear is that um, Deathstroke was the main villain. Yeah, of, that's why we it was, was in it. 
Yeah, it was going to be Deathstroke uh, taking revenge on Batman because uh, of some type of past battle or past trauma. And uh, it was supposed to be with like Deathstroke kind of like ripping through and destroying Batman's life. Uh, I think Alfred was supposed to get killed or something. And I think Barbara Gordon Backer was supposed to be in it too. And she was supposed to help Bruce stop Deathstroke. But then I was also hearing that there were also parts that were supposed to take place in Arkham Asylum. And it was going to be like him fighting his way through Arkham Asylum. Like there was a, there was a whole, even like a, a little animatic that, so sometimes like animatic is like almost like a pre-visual, pre-visualization, um, kind of like, for lack of a better word, cartoon. They mainly kind of use it for action scenes. So there was like this whole fight scene at uh, animatic that they did with, um, Batman and uh, Deathstroke, which was pretty cool. Yeah, it's and it's funny because they were they were like crewing up. They were going to shoot in L.A. They had a cinematographer, like, and then you know, Ben Affleck was going through some things in his personal life, like a divorce, and then his whole thing with alcohol, and just it just it was just killing him. And he just said, "I can't, I can't do this." You know, which which I commend him for that. You know, your your mental health and your physical well being is always going to be first and foremost. So I feel like if if Batman v Superman such shit, we would have had him for Batman for at least a movie, another movie. I mean, we do have him for another movie. He's in the Flash, remember? I mean, yeah, but that's his swan song. Mm. So. And I don't know if you could say that because, again, a lot of it was, like, due to his personal life, and then he even said he didn't have a lot of fun on Justice League. And not, well, I mean, not, fucking Justice League was a cocksucker. No, but he, he talked about even Zack Snyder's Justice League, and not that it was Zack Snyder's fault, but, like, during that shoot, he was going through his alcohol addiction. He was going through his, uh, you know, his divorce and things in his personal life during the main Justice League shoot. So it had nothing to do with the movie per se. Well, there are parts of it that had to do with the movie, but not like Zack, because there were also just like, you know, the behind the scenes little fights, you know, where eventually Zack Snyder ended up leaving due to a personal reason. And, you know, Warner Brothers getting real gun shy because of the response to BVS. So they kind of were just like, oh, you know, Zack, maybe could you do this and do that and do that, you know? So Ben Affleck and Cassie, the things which were changing, the tide was kind of changing a bit, so because you have on now all these executives kind of on your ass because BVS didn't break a million. It didn't exactly, like it made money, but it didn't perform the way they kind of expected it or wanted it to perform. So, but yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens because we'll get a swan song in, um, in, the, in the Flash. This is like the year of the Batman. Huh? When is Flash coming out? November, this November. Okay. So yeah, we'll have we'll have Keaton, we'll have Affleck, and we'll have Pattinson all this year. So three Batman. We'll have Keaton <laughs> twice this year actually because I think it's been confirmed that Batgirl is going to be on HBO Max in December. So it'll be interesting. It'll be definitely interesting. So yeah, it's year of the bat. We're seeing the Batman on Saturday, and then we'll. We'll definitely be sure to let you guys know what we think of the movie. Oh yeah, we want to see it with the stoop kids. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to see it, man. I'm I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm a, I'm gonna come out of the movie a changed man. 
you might hear me cry on the next episode. <laughs> Shit, I might do it my goddamn self. It's gonna be that yeah. beautiful. I'm just hearing it's just like unlike any other Batman movie we've seen before. So I'm just I'm just like, what does that mean? I need to see that. And then they said it's just like kind of like a crime film like like seven or zodiac or just like it's like a true true like mystery detective story so i'm i'm, I'm ready to like really finally see the detective aspect on screen in a sense yeah so i'm ready it's about to go down, my name. yeah so it's about to go down see you all on the other side man i can't wait like we're almost there. We yeah. waited for so long. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, we. I mean, we. In some ways, we are there. <laughs> like, it's literally like once tomorrow comes. God, I just need to get through the rest of this fucking week, man. <sighs> okay, yeah, we're there. We're there. We'll make it work, man. G. Yeah. Yeah. Excited that being said. We got our, we did our reviews, letting y'all know about the Batman. Well, you'll be hearing from us soon. You know, big shout out to Kyle. He was the one that found that, um, that word thing. That's how I was able to do the word big two. Cal, word to the blur. Yeah, it was on Twitter. And you could just, you know, type in a name you want, and it'll just kind of generate it to look like uh, one of the posters from the Batman. They did that before with uh, Man of Steel. You could, like, make your own kind of, like, house symbol. So you could, like, type in your last name and it'll, like, give you a Kryptonian symbol, which is pretty cool. I remember that. Yeah. That'll be dope to have, though. I wonder if that's still up. But with that being said. Hey, oh, man. This is Big Two to Dawn, baby. (laughs) This is Cal. Yo, this We're, is Word to the Blurred. With Two and Cal. Thank you, guys. Love you, man. Love you. And check out Batman in theaters March 4th, this Friday. And also, check out the other Batman movies. They're all a good watch in some ways. <laughs> yeah, Word. I, y'all can't see it, but I definitely looked at him funny when he said that part. George Clooney is not the one. <laughs> Take care, guys. Peace. One love.